Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Did I feel 
Oh, I love you. 
Hashem sefasai tiftach Ufiyagi tinasecha Hashem sefasai tiftach Ufiyagi tinasecha Hashem sefasai tiftach Ufiyagi tehinasecha Hashem sefasai tiftach Ufiyagi Oh, yeah, she, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not, no
リライライライラン、ピリライライライラン、ホイヨイヨイヤシュレイヌ、ピリライライライラン、ピリライライライラン、ホイヨイヨイヤシュレイヌ、ピリライライライラン、ピリライライライラン、ホイヨイヨイヤシュレイヌ、ピリライライライラン、ピリライライライラン。<laughs> It is Halik to be a year, that's for sure. Joey Newcomb, Benny Friedman together, Mikam Chayusrael here at JM in the AM. I'm just looking at some of the、um, products that are available online.、Uh, not just for Pesach, but in general, kosher products. Very interesting, I'll tell you. It's interesting to me how they.、Um, How on certain websites, not, not Jewish websites, but certain websites, they, they have such high prices for certain things. I'm saying to myself, are people actually going to pay these prices? But then again, I guess people who are unfamiliar with what 
things normally cost. I guess they would. Anyway, random thought on a Thursday morning here at JM in the AM. Joey and Benny with Mika Amcha. You heard Benny Friedman's Al Tishlach Yadcha. Eli Schwebel and Neidelacha. Tovla Hodos. That was uh, Shalshelis Jr. Avram Willigs Hashem Safosai. Chazde Hashem. That was Mordechai Shapiro. Avramol. Avram Fried. Otata. And of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on this March 11th, day 27 in the month of Adar. Those of you who are longtime listeners, you might find it frightening in terms of how uh, time flies, in terms of how fast the years go. Tonight is my father's 13th yard site. Yeah. Does it feel like time is getting away from us sometimes? Tonight is my father's 13th yard side. On a happier note, if you want to feel old, those of you who are longtime listeners and remember significant events in the in the annals of the Siegel family, yesterday, the 10th of March, was the quote-unquote Siegel triplets. We know them better as Chava Siegel, Yosef Siegel, and Yoshua Siegel. They shared a 23rd birthday celebration yesterday. So again, if you want, if you want to feel old, there are a couple of ways uh, that, in fact, you could feel that way. It's pretty amazing, frankly. Uh, Thursday, March 11th, 27th, Vadar, as I mentioned tonight, my father's yard site. Today is Yom Kippur Katan. Uh, normally, it would be the day before Rosh Chodesh, but Rosh Chodesh is Sunday. So you don't want to do Yom Kippur cut on services on Friday or Shabbos, Erev Shabbos or Shabbos. So we do it today. Or those who do it, do it today, Thursday, uh, the uh, final day in Adar that one can do that. 45 degrees, 89% humidity, winds are south at 4 miles per hour. Partly cloudy with a high of 66. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low 54. Tomorrow morning clouds, afternoon sun, and a high of 63 degrees. Right now, 66 in Yerushalayim. 45 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Later today, I'm slated for my second vaccine. I hope that piece of information will encourage more and more people in our audience to get vaccinated. I hope it will encourage more and more people in our audience to convince the uh, elderly and others in their family to get vaccinated. And hopefully, 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 the um, spread of the vaccine will quell the spread of COVID-19. Uh, yesterday, a medical professional said to me, he said, what a difference between what's going on in Israel, in the United States, and in certain parts of Europe compared to other parts of the world, including some very close neighbors of the U.S., by the way, uh, where the vaccine is not prevalent at all. Um, so it's a, it, this is a worldwide pandemic that will, in fact, take years to dissipate. Um, I don't think we can expect anything less, but hopefully uh, countries like the U.S. and Israel will be able to interact with each other soon, hopefully. Uh, that's one of the things we're hoping for, of course, and it's one of the things that I know that so many out there would love to be able to begin interaction with the other countries that have a great vaccination rate. Anyway, I get vaccinated today. I'm begging everybody out there, check out the information. You know, we, we spoke earlier this week with Dr. Becker from JOMA. Go to their website, the Jewish Orthodox Women's Medical Association, J-O-W-M-A. 
there's a tab at the top of the page that says patient EDU. Check out what they have to say about COVID-19 and about the vaccine. Patient EDU at the top of the page. That's what you're looking for. Anyway, a big welcome to our uh, listeners all around the world, especially Israel. I thank you all for tuning in to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. By the way, yesterday the debut of a um, a what I, th- I I you never know how a podcast or a show is going to go until you start it. And yesterday we started the Road Trip podcast, which airs in first run form uh, Wednesdays at one p.m. Eastern time here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and uh, it was great. It really, really went great. So check it out. Uh, you'll see it in our archives, and of course, the OU is promoting it uh, because they are behind it. They are uh, trying to educate people about communities around the United States and communities that we need to uh, know about for those of us who are considering moving to different areas. Um, so that really went well. That was yesterday, and uh, I hope you'll have an opportunity to check it out. Uh, this is brand new. It's Kobe Brummer. It's called Hashem Yishmar, and this is JM in the AM. Shalom, 
I am not a stranger to the dark Hide away, they say Cause we don't want your broken parts I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, they say No one to love you as you are Don't let them break it down to dust I know that there's a place for us We are one When you feel afraid and you're full of doubt We're gonna send the love, we're gonna shout it out I am brave, I am free Take my hand and follow me This is we Look out, cause here we come And we're marching on to the beat we drum We're not scared to be seen We make no apologies This is we Come celebrate and let the games begin No time to waste Cause today You'll find where you fit in Together we can beat the odds And give
Sing along, we're gonna shout it out. I am brave, I am free. Take my hand and follow me. This is we. Look out, cause here we come. אני מאמין באמונה, באמונה של אימה, בביאס, בביאס המושיח. אני מאמין באמונה, באמונה של אימה, בביאס, בביאס המושיח. ואף על פי שישמעמיה עם כל זה, ואף על פי שישמעמיה עם כל זה, אך הכלוי, אך
From the Yes Legacy album, Ain't No Bishel in a Cleishly She. If you're not familiar with that, consult your local rabbi. Ani Mamid from Nachas. Shimmy Engel had Psachli B. You heard Kobe Brummer brand new with Hashem Yishmar. Thursday morning on this Yom Kippur Katan morning. 45 degrees, partly cloudy, high of 66. Right now, 66 in Yerushalayim. Here it's 45 in New York, and we say good morning. From JM and the AM, it is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com, and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Lots of stuff going on this morning. One of our friends from Turo College is going to be joining us. That'll happen a little later on in this broadcast. We'll check in with our friends at Max Live. 
Uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees men's basketball team doing real well. And we hear the people at Max Live are doing real well. And Srili Besser is going to join us. Brand new Haggadah is called the Hassam Sofer Haggadah. We'll speak with him coming up. Available at artscroll.com. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to Jane then. Galay Tzal, Asha'a 2, Baulpan, Talia Kohen, Ima Shikorea Akshav. ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו דחה את ביקורו המדיני שתוכנן להיום באיחוד האמירויות עקב תקרית דיפלומטית מול ירדן. מדווחת כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג. לשכת ראש הממשלה מודיעה באופן סופי נתניהו לא ימריא היום לביקור באבו דאבי לדבריהם הסיבה לכך היא קשיים שהערים הירדן באשר לאישור טיסתו של ראש הממשלה מעל שטחה האווירי. זאת בתגובה על כך שאתמול יורש העצר הירדני שהיה אמור לבקר בהר הבית לא ביקר שם בעקבות חילוקי דעות בין ישראל לירדן סביב ענייני ההבטחה. גורמים בלשכת ראש הממשלה טוענים אין קשר בין ביטול הביקור לבין העובדה שרעייתו של ראש הממשלה הושפזה הלילה. נתוני הקורונה העדכניים. שיעור הבדיקות החיוביות ומקדם ההדבקה ממשיכים במגמת הירידה. ממונה הקורונה, פרופסור נחמן אש, אומר ביומן הצהריים בגלי צה"ל, נראה שנוכל לחגוג את חג הפסח. ללא הגבלות נוספות. אני מעריך שבפסח נוכל לחגוג בצורה יותר חופשית. מגבלות יהיו, מגבלות התכנסות נכון להיום, אנחנו נבחן אותן האם אפשר להקל קצת יותר. אנחנו נרצה, שוב, אם הנתונים יאפשרו את זה, נרצה לאפשר לחגוג את פסח כמו שצריך. השחקן משה איבגי הורשע בכל סעיפי האישום המקורי לאחר שבית המשפט המחוזי בחיפה קיבל את ערעור המדינה. מדווח כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל. לאחר שבחודש יולי האחרון גזר בית משפט השלום בחיפה חצי שנת עבודות שירות על השחקן משה איבגי לאחר שהוא הורשע בשתי עבירות של מעשים מגונים, היום בית המשפט המחוזי בחיפה קיבל את ערעור המדינה, ביטל את זיכויו של איבגי מכמה סעיפי אישום והרשיע אותו בכל הסעיפים. בין היתר גם סעיף של הטרדה מינית. בית משפט השלום בחיפה יצטרך לפעול לדון מחדש בעונשו של השחקן. התאחדות המלונות פנתה בקריאה למשרדי התיירות והפנים בטענה כי מלונות רבים אינם ערוכים לפתיחה בחופשת הפסח בשל קושי בגיוס עובדים. במכתב מטעם נשיא ההתאחדות אמיר חייק צוין כי קיים מחסור של לפחות 40% מכוח האדם השוטף. כתבתנו עינב קרנר מוסרת כי בתי המלון פנו אל משרדי הממשלה על מנת לקבל סיוע בתהליך גיוס העובדים כדי לאפשר פתיחה כראוי במהלך החג. דנמרק מצטרפת למספר מדינות באירופה ומשהה את השימוש בחיסון לקורונה של אסטרזנקה. מדווחת כתבת חדשות החוץ, רומי פרידמן. רשויות הבריאות בדנמרק הפסיקו היום באופן זמני את השימוש בחיסון אסטרזניקה לאחר מקרים חמורים של קרישי דם שהתפתחו בקרב מספר מחוסנים. רק השבוע הפסיקה גם אוסטריה באופן חלקי את השימוש בחיסון הבריטי עקב מקרי מוות הקשור לקרישת דם ומקרי אשפוז נוסף. אתמול עדכנה הסוכנות האירופית לתרופות שפתחה בחקירה כי עד כה לא נמצא קשר לחיסון. מזג האוויר היום יהיה מעונן חלקית עם ירידה ניכרת בטמפרטורות. משעות הערב ובמהלך הלילה צפויים גשמים לפרקים מלווים בסופות רעמים יחידות בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה. אלה החדשות שעורכת עמית נגבי. I look around 
I see trouble all around me. I look around. I see trouble all around me, and I don't know what to say. How to make this go away? I look around.、Mm -hmm. I look around. I see trouble all around me. I look around. I see trouble all around me, and I don't know what to say. How to make this go away? I look around, so I turn to you. I turn to you. And I say, Father dear, won't you help me? Won't you help me today? I turn to you. I turn to you. I look up to the heavens and I say, Father. Won't you help me? Won't you help me today? Help me today. I look around. I see trouble all around me. I look around. I see trouble all around me. And I don't know what to say. How to make this go away? I look around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I turn to you. I turn to you. I look up to the heavens and I say. Won't you help me? Won't you help me today? So I turn to you. I turn to you. I look up to the heavens and I say, Father dear, won't you help me? Won't you help me today? Let me help me, never let go. Hold me in your hands, and then I turn to you.
and learns Hashem's Torah and tries to understand. He'll make him come. The little girl who sings Birchas Hamasoy and says every word with holy kavanah. She'll make him come. It's gonna be When hearing the latest in real estate It's hard enough, it's really tough to have Gavana It's a fight both day and night But think how it would be if each of us would Find the inner strength to pray as we should Voices blending and ascending, heavens open Such a cry Say 
and led them all away. The flame of Toyota flickered on that day. So many tears, so much sorrow. From the Baruch Levine Off the Record album, the Moshiach medley that he does with Joey Newcomb. Help me today before that from Micha Gammerman. Thursday morning broadcast, it's JM in the AM. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Big shout out to our friends at Abel's and Hyman. Check out how many amazing Kushala Pesach products they have. When you do your Pesach shopping, you'll be glad you did. Great way to make your family very happy on Yuntif or on Cholamoid with the delicious uh, offerings of Abel's and Hyman. Yeah, no joke. Uh, don't forget, um, you could save a, you could get a 10% discount on all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. Always use promo code radio. Speaking of promo code radio, when you get the brand new Hassam Sofer Haggadah or any of the other thousands of titles at artscroll.com, I mentioned the Hassam Sofer Haggadah because it's brand new and Yisrael Besser is going to join us in a few minutes to talk about it. Uh, when you go ahead and uh, order that or anything from artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio. You get a nice discount and free shipping. When you visit artscroll.com, you know the lesson. You know the lesson. You know the, uh, the drill. Always use promo code radio. Brand new Ruvain Garber, JM in the AM. Abrazos para celebrar ah, ah. Amigos famosos oh, oh. 
J.M. in the A.M. Brand new David Perlman here on a J.M. in the A.M. Thursday. That's a song called Asher Bara. Before that, the, uh, oh, we got to put this on our playlist. Yesterday I made a big deal about how our playlist is accessible. I should make sure to uh, to keep <laughs> to keep the playlist uh, current. That was uh, Ruven Garber uh, out of South Africa. He joined us yesterday. Uh, there he was with one of his brand new selections here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning broadcast. Uh, we are going to uh, dedicate, of course, uh, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmas Harav Zevnerbiosov Alevi, and Zechanishmas Esther Basrabiosov Alevi. Tonight is my father's, um, Harav Zev Ben Rabiosov Alevi's 13th yard site. For those of you who've been longtime listeners and are familiar with the. Uh, with the annals of the Siegel family through these airwaves, uh, it is hard to believe that it's already 13 years. 
Uh, so tonight is his 13th yard side. Harav Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We find in the Medrash a fascinating incident of a king who commanded that a palace should be built. The servants came and wrote the name of the king on every wall, every window, and every door to increase the honor of the king. Murana Rav Shach says that this Medrash needs an explanation. Moshe Rabbeinu did as Hashem commanded him, but he didn't write anything anywhere. So what is the comparison to the incident that's cited in the Medrash? There is a halacha that if a person begins a Devar Mitzvah and he has the intent to do the mitzvah, he doesn't have to have intention the entire time that he's doing the mitzvah. As we say, whoever does something, does something with their original intent. This is not so in matters of amuna. In matters of faith, a person has to constantly review, to go deeper, to understand better. Because in the path of life, there are many nisyonos, many challenges, many michsholim, many obstacles. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu was establishing the Mishkan. It wasn't just the mice of the mitzvah itself. It was the establishment of where the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, was going to dwell. The honor of Hashem would be revealed. For that reason, Moshe Rabbeinu was miyachid the name of Hashem with every pu'ula, with every action. It was in order to increase the honor of Shemayim. Even the simplest of tasks was recognized as being done for the honor of Hashem. It was of particular importance, not just al Dasri Shaina, according to the first original intention. That's what the Medrash is telling us. With matters dealing with the Muna, faith, the honor of Hashem, divine providence, we can't be satisfied with just merely performing the mitzvah of Amunah. The darkness in our generation is great. The challenges are many. There are so many people that are struggling with issues of faith. So a person has to try the entire life to reveal the MS, the truth, to write Hashem's name on every wall, every window, and every door so that the covet of Hashem, the honor of God, is hovering there. That is what we do our entire life. Kasher Tziva Hashem, as Hashem has commanded us so. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. Thank you so much, Rabbi Goldwasser. And again, Rabbi Goldwasser's words this morning was Echenishmas, my father, whose yard site is tonight, Harav Zev Ben Yosef Halevi. In fact, um, I'll be in shul very early tomorrow morning, so Avrami's actually going to sit in uh, for hour number one of the tomorrow morning show. So if it sounds a bit different, that's going to be why. And I thank him in advance for his help with that. Uh, JM in the AM here on a Thursday morning, Dr. Robert Goldschmidt, who is the Dean of Turo's Lander College of Arts and Sciences in Flatbush, Brooklyn, is going to join us in a moment live via telephone. I just wanted to remind everybody in this audience, both students and parents of students in this audience, of something that I've said many, many times. You don't, uh, many people don't realize the benefit of course-based study of actually getting into a college program, into a graduate program, or even uh, in, in, on a more limited basis, just a course of study, a formalized course of study 
and how much better that is than any shortcut that people think they could take, especially the young people out there. Many of them think there are shortcuts to this. Uh, so much better than the shortcuts that can be taken. And, um, and down the road, you'll be paid better and you'll be better prepared for the workforce if you are in a real course of study. And that's why we encourage it so much, and especially certain segments of our community. Please, if you're a student or a parent of a student, think about this very seriously, especially as the transition is being made from high school to college or from Israel to further study, et cetera, et cetera. With more on this, we turn to Dr. Robert Goldschmidt. He is the dean of Turo's Lander College of Arts and Sciences in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Dean Goldschmidt, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's good to be with you. It's good to be on this program. I keep thinking of your program. It's really an iconic program you have brought uh, Simcha and Nachas and Good Cheer to so many people over so many years. So the program itself has been beneficial, not just because it's informative, because also of the wider impact that it has had on people. And again, it's good to join you this morning. I appreciate that. I can't thank you enough for those words. Thank you so much. We'll start with the immediate situation, and that is that there are many students who are going to be coming home from yeshiva and seminaries uh, uh, from Israel for Pesach. Uh, many of them, in fact, will be uh, finishing their Shana Bet at Pesach of this year, uh, right around now. And they're going to be thinking about uh, starting college, their career path, etc. Um, I would assume that in your capacity, you often take on the role of a life coach. <laughs> in that capacity, what would you say to students who are now getting set to transition from their year or more in Israel to a formal course of study in a college or university? I think it's so important. People come back and they focus on many things. Uh, uh, there's a lot of focus on Shidduchim, obviously, but there's less focus on structured thinking about one's future. As you pointed out, a formal education uh, it definitely pays off and is important. I think what is critical at the very outset is for any student who is returning, whether now uh, for Pesach or will be returning in the summer. And by the way, we offer at our undergraduate schools a post-Pesach semester, which right. will start the week after Pesach. Right. But it's so important for students to conduct a serious, honest, and truthful self-assessment. Uh, you know, ask yourself critical questions. And the critical questions are pretty simple, but they have to be faced very honestly. And those questions are, what are my likes and dislikes in terms of perhaps a work environment? Uh, am I a, a people person? Am I a person who can work and thrive well if you are just working uh, uh, with computers, for example? So likes and dislikes are obviously one very important and fundamental question. A companion question, which is equally fundamental and equally critical, is ask yourself honestly, what are your aptitudes and what are they not? And this is an important question. There are aptitude tests, and those can be taken as well. But critical questions, I'll give you an example. Sometimes students have come to my office. I've been at Turo uh, for a very long time, and they'll speak about their aspirations and interests. And I hear sometimes things like, I'm interested in an allied health field, uh, whether it's physician assistant or physical therapy. Right. Uh, and then there are prerequisites to get into this field. And the student uh, moments later will tell me, you know, I, I don't like chemistry. I, I hate <laughs> chemistry. Well, that's sort of a disconnect because the preparation for those careers will require undergraduate courses in the sciences, chemistry is part of it. 
Same goes for biology. Somebody who has difficulty looking at the side of blood and will need to take biology courses. So ask yourself the question about, about as I say, your, your, your aptitudes. Another question uh, that I would ask is, uh, uh, is, you know, what kind of lifestyle do you want to lead? How much mm. flexibility are you looking for in your professional life? And some professions afford much greater flexibility than others, although that has changed now in this age of the pandemic, where, where flexibility has become much more ingrained in pretty much all professional fields. You know, Nachum, interestingly enough, today, March 11th, is the one-year anniversary right. to the date when President Trump imposed uh, uh, basically a lockdown right. and the country went into a full crisis mode. So those are the kinds of questions which I think it's important. And one other element I want to mention, <clears throat> it's important to, to have a plan. And by plan, I don't mean something elaborate. Just, just write out what are your goals for the coming year, for the coming two years. And doing these kinds of things, asking these questions about your interests, your aptitudes, your likes and your dislikes, uh, uh, and, and setting some goals will, will structure the conversation and will, 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 will be really be a, a very good way to proceed in a, in, a, in, a, in a rational fashion rather than sometimes students are just meandering. Right. They'll seek uh, to pursue certain fields because, because their friends are doing it or because uh, a relative told them this is good for you. But you really have to determine, you as a young man or as a young woman, you have to determine what is best for you based on some of these questions and, and other things as well. Well, great advice, to say the least. A list of unbelievable pieces of great advice. Dr. Robert Goldschmidt, Dean Goldschmidt, is with us live via telephone from Turo's Lander College of Arts and Sciences in Flatbush. And I, and I don't want to make too big of a deal of this. I know it's probably only like six, seven weeks and all that. But but the the post-Pesach semester, especially for those traditionally you know, coming back from Shana Bet and knowing that they're going to be you know staying here for a while, is really a good test, is really a good opportunity for people to, you know, dip their toe in the water. And, you know, if a course that they think they either hate or won't be able to uh, to master, or, you know, or, or would find boring, it's really an opportunity for them to see, you know what, let, let me let me try this out, especially on a limited basis because they're they going to have few other courses going on at the same time, and, and see if this is, uh, you know, something I'm compatible with. Would, would you say that there is uh, that aspect of it to the to the shorter uh, post-Pesach semester? You're making an excellent point. <clears throat> the post-Pesach session runs seven weeks. In this session, <clears throat> students are able to take uh, six credits, two courses. Most of them are basic introductory courses. And that's another way, by the way, to discover whether a particular field is for you. Sometimes students consider a field and they are not totally aware of what it entails. <clears throat> For example, there'll be students, young women, who are considering speech-language pathology. Right. They're thinking of the chesed aspect, etc. But there are technical courses that you must take a whole series, mm. and it's a serious preparation. Uh, taking one course and, so to speak, uh, dipping your toe in the water is a good way of doing it. And by the way, Nochem, the post-Pesach is valuable in that respect. It's valuable in that it you, enables you to earn those six credits, basically to jumpstart your, your progress towards a degree, a college degree. And if you continue, I always tell students there is a sort of an accelerator factor here, because if you continue from the post-Pesach, which ends at the beginning of June, and about 10 days later our summer sessions begin, right. 
at, at the Lander College in Flatbush, at the Lander College in Manhattan, in Queens. When, when you do that, you would have the opportunity, if, con- if you continue throughout both summer semesters, to have earned by the end of August a total of 18 credits. Now, that's a, a very nice amount of credits. A good job. moving towards your degree. So yeah. this is a good way. I also say, you know, if you come back after Pesach, it's, it's, it's a way to start rather than waiting till the summer. Right. And, and, and realize that given the current conditions, courses we offer at present, given the uh, pandemic situation, are offered via Zoom. So there is that flexibility as well. So there's a lot going and a lot to be said for the merit of, of uh, doing a post-Pesach and then moving on to the summer and obviously then the fall. Yeah, with the post-Pesach and the summer, it's a great combination to really jumpstart one's college career. And frankly, in Israel, it's a much different academic system that people had gotten used to for a year or two. So it is a good idea to slowly, with a course or two, you know, start things up and get back into the way things work here in a real college atmosphere. So that's also... I, I think really that's important. You know, you mentioned Israel. I do want to say that uh, I'm a very strong supporter of the Israel sure. experience. A year in Eretz Yisrael or two years in Eretz Yisrael, it's such a transformative experience. It's not just the learning in which you immerse yourself, which is critically and critically important, not just for that period of time, but for life, so to speak. But the entire experience and, and, and meeting people whose lives are in many ways different from those of people in the United States. They're much more spiritual. So that's a very important experience. But at the same time, as you just mentioned, <clears throat> you sometimes get caught up in that experience. You come back, and now what? And, and, and you sort of act without, without thinking uh, as, as logically as you should, as I pointed out, doing that self-assessment. And the post-Pesach is very good for that. Yeah, no question about it, and everyone should consider it. We're speaking with Dean Goldschmidt. He is the Dean of Turo's Lander College of Arts and Sciences in Brooklyn. All right, uh, you know what the issue of today is, uh, Dean Goldschmidt, and that is uh, uh, what are the hot careers now during the pandemic? We've spoken with some of your colleagues about the Fauci effect and whether, in fact, people really are turning more to the medical profession because they've seen what the medical professionals have done on the front lines over the last year. Uh, Is that, number one, something you've noticed? And number two, what other careers are people taking notice of during this pandemic? Uh, you're absolutely right in terms of the medical fields, the medical and allied health fields. <clears throat> Those have received a great promotion, so to speak, during the pandemic. Uh, they typically show up on any type of survey, uh, projections by the Bureau of Labor Statistics about fields that have great growth potential, and there's a lot going for these fields. And, uh, you know, uh, Turo as a whole is a leader, a national leader, really, in the field of medical education with multiple uh, osteopathic medical school, an allopathic medical school, New York Medical College, which is part of our system, and uh, a plethora of uh, uh, combined bachelor's graduate degrees in in health sciences, fields like uh, physician physician assistant, nursing, uh, nurse practitioner. We have a nursing program, and we are working towards nurse practitioner. these fields are, are really uh, uh, fields that, that are growing. Demand for PAs is projected to grow tremendously. Uh, so these health fields really for those who are interested in a health field career, and, and they require formal preparation, obviously medical school or dental school. Uh, Turo has a, a college of dental medicine, a college of pharmacy. Uh, these require longer uh, formal preparation, but they are excellent fields. 
both in terms of their potential, both in terms of uh, uh, future earnings, and, and I'm saying this not because people should be greedy, but people should be mindful and realistic of the, yeah. of the expenses of a from family, which yeah. are what they are. Yeah. <clears throat> so these are really uh, strong areas, and and the, the pandemic has highlighted them even more. Uh, the other area, which uh, people are somewhat aware of as well, is there's a tremendous boom in fields that are technology fields. Uh, technology fields could be uh, such things as software developer. Uh, Turo has two majors in computer science, and you would be prepared to enter such an area, such a field as software developer, uh, systems programming. Uh, there, there are other things. Web design, it is possible perhaps for students to enter that field if they're interested in web design, uh, which is less technical, by just doing a boot camp training. But uh, I'm not an advocate of just going to a boot camp and that's it. But, but you could possibly enter that field. So technology is, is also, together with uh, the health field, <clears throat> among the strongest career areas as you look forward in terms of, uh, 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 say, over the next decade or so, which typically is what the projections offer. I also want to mention in all of those health fields that, that I referenced, as well as a, a related field such as speech-language pathology, we have both an undergraduate and a graduate program uh, in that field. Uh, you are doing all that you are doing. You're also at the same time uh, uh, performing acts of chesed and helping people, helping them improve their lives and better their lives and lessen their pain. So uh, there is that element which I think is very important. And the other element, which certainly is true for the allied health fields uh, that I mentioned, PA, PT, OT, and to some degree nursing, is there's a greater flexibility there in terms of how you arrange your schedule for young women, especially uh, who will be juggling many responsibilities, family responsibilities, mishpacha responsibilities. That flexibility is very, very valuable. But I want to mention on this topic of flexibility, the pandemic, which really has turned the world upside down, globally, not just in the United States, has changed the landscape of, 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 of working. That is to say, many companies are discovering that flexibility is something they can afford their employees by having them work from home, and I think this will be a trend into the future, one or two days. Yeah. People have worked from home uh, permanently for the past year, given the situation. Yeah. But companies have learned that you can have a workforce, you need an office, people will come to the office, but you can make that employee a more satisfied, happier employee by uh, uh, building in this aspect of you could work from home one day a week, maybe two days yeah. a week. So flexibility is a byproduct of this crisis. Yeah, that pendulum has swung far to the other side, but you're right. It's going to end up somewhere in the middle where there's going to be. Somewhere in the middle. Right. I mean, of course, you know, there, is always, there are always consequences, the, 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 the downside, so to speak, because industries affect other industries, right. is the impact. On, on, on developers and real estate uh, uh, because suddenly uh, you will have uh, uh, real estate companies with office space that will be available for rental with no renters, so to speak, because people have discovered they can save money. Right. We should also point out on the health science path that you uh, outlined, um, uh, most, if not all, of those programs, literally someone could walk in as an undergrad to Turo with the intention of becoming a nurse or 
or a doctor or any of the ones, uh, the allied uh, um, um, professions that you mentioned, they could literally go on one path directly all the way to graduate and professional school. Yeah. I, as many people know, I have a daughter doing that right now with you guys at Turo, and it's a really organized, well thought out, and even during the pandemic, a, a very well executed program. You're absolutely right. We have these undergraduate to graduate professional school pathways in the health fields, in some other areas as well, in education, special education as well, and in pharmacy as well. But you're right, there is this pathway. It's a tremendous benefit. Yeah. Uh, 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 to our undergraduates uh, receive preferential consideration for our graduate schools. And let me mention one other thing. I mean, as you pursue your formal education, and we, we pride ourselves on our quality and the quality of our education, but we are equally proud that we are doing all that we are doing in a, in a setting and an environment that is supportive of the values of a from young man or young woman. Yep. Uh, this is not an environment which you will find at public universities where, where your values are challenged. So the student who commences his or her studies at the undergraduate level moves on to the graduate and professional programs. You're going to find the same supportive environment in our graduate and professional programs. You will never have an issue with things like uh, classes on, on Yontav or on Cholamoid, right. which is something that you do have at, at, uh, at public institutions. I, I don't want to name uh, a particular name, but I will tell you the following, which to me was a revealingly shocking kind of piece of news. A, a student who recently graduated, this particular student graduated from the Lander College in Flatbush uh, two years ago, and she is in dental school. Uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, uh, she chose to stay in New York. She is not at Turo's Dental School, but another major university dental school. And again, I, I don't want to name the school. And she related to me in her first year that the first major exam that was scheduled at that school happened to have been on Yom Kippur, which, <laughs> you know, this is in the city of New York. <laughs> wow. It's not uh, in, 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 in uh, some community where there are small Jewish uh, uh, populations and in the city of New York, it, it shows a tremendous amount of insensitivity, uh, I would say. But I, I come back to the point: you will have none of these issues to deal with at Turo. You will have the issue of doing your work, and and uh, when you're in graduate or professional school, there's a lot of it, and there is pressure that you face, and you have to to be aware of it, and and obviously you have to handle it. But I always tell students: when you continue your education. In Turo's graduate school, whether it's the health sciences, whether it's social work, whether it's speech-language pathology, whether it's technology, uh, whether it's the graduate school of business, our law school, you are going to focus on your work. And your work entails, as I just said, a certain amount of pressure. But one set of issues that you will not face, and I think it's critical to say that, is what will it be, how can I handle my studies and at the same time these challenges of uh, remaining a from fully observant, fr fr fully Torah true young man and young woman, you will not have to ask for dispensations. These are non-issues. Right. They are oh. off the table. So, you know, that's a tremendous benefit for any young man or young woman from our community who ends up continuing his or her education uh, towards a, a respectable career in one of our graduate and professional schools. And finally, uh, all the other professions that one might uh, remember our uh, uh, our community uh, gravitates to, there are a lot of young men and young women who 
uh, want to uh, get a degree in accounting, a CPA, computer science, and many others. All those tracks are also available, of course, uh, at the Turo at Turo College, and they'll be able to uh, pursue all of those. Plus, yes, they are uh, they are available. I want to mention you mentioned uh, accounting. We have a top ranked CPA program. Last year, we ranked second in New York State uh, on the uniform CPA exam based on the pass rate of our students. We, we bested such schools as Columbia, as Baruch, as Queens College. I can go on. There's only one other institution that scored higher than our students globally did. And uh, you should be aware that we have an accelerated CPA program for students who meet that particular criterion. They could earn their degree and be ready for the uh, exam in a period of 22 months. So that's important. And one other thing I want to mention you is sort of a, a reference here, both accounting, which, which is a solid field. Uh, CPAs are needed whether the economy is booming or whether companies are doing poorly. They'll always need CPAs for their uh, books to, to handle their finances. And there are a lot of opportunities for a CPA. You don't necessarily have to work as a CPA. You could become a CFO of, of a, a company, et cetera. But the commonality between uh, what you mentioned, accounting, CPA, that particular field, and, say, majoring in computer science, I tell students, both of these fields happen to be fields where you are going to be employment-ready with a bachelor's degree. Right. You do not need a graduate degree. Some students go on for a graduate degree eventually. Uh, accounting majors will go on for a master's in taxation, for example, or an MBA. But that is not a requirement for employment. And so in a sense, the I don't want to say the beauty, but the characteristic of these particular majors is that with a bachelor's degree, you are employment ready. In other fields, of course, you have to go on for graduate and professional school. Uh, you're not a speech uh, a pathologist, unless you have completed your master's degree, you right. can pursue an undergraduate major in that field, but that does not prepare you to be employed at that moment. Uh, so, but Turo does offer these fields. That is correct. The other options, uh, uh, you know, you're not mentioning, which which are popular and they have gained uh, regained more popularity in this pandemic. Uh, we offer a political science pre-law program, and I get reports from uh, the law school association. The pandemic seems to have spurred students to think more seriously of graduate school. Uh, medical school applications are up, I believe, something like 15%. Law school applications, take uh, students who take the LSAT, which is the requirement for a law school uh, application, that is up, that statistic is up by 30% or so. So uh, I think maybe a byproduct, uh, I don't quite know the relationship between uh, the pandemic and, and a spurt in, in interest and applications in a number of professional areas is quite evident. It's, it's hmm. really uh, you know, evident. We have seen it at our medical schools. We have seen it at the law school. Uh, but both of those fields that you mentioned, I would call them perennials because they are of continuing interest, are solid fields. And again, computer science uh, uh, is going to have a, a significant growth and accounting is a solid field as well. Information about the uh, post-Pesach uh, session, summer school, uh, summer sessions, and, of course, uh, full-time sessions uh, at Turo College. I assume that, uh, Dean Goldschmidt, uh, all the information is available at turo.edu. Would that be correct? 
That is correct. It's all available there, and, and uh, there's a tremendous amount of information there. Students can apply online. Uh, for the post-Pesach session, we have actually introduced a short and simplified application form because we realize students have just come back and they have to act quickly, and high schools might be closed during this time. So we have a shortened application form, but yes, the application is there. I always tell students, Take that first step in terms of applying. And I want to add one more point. Uh, each one of our campuses uh, has a career uh, advisement office, and our staff uh, at the college in Brooklyn, we have a staff of four individuals in that office. They are ready uh, to assist students who have applied, who haven't yet registered, to have conversations, whether it's by Zoom or by phone. They're also on campus, and there are some in-person meetings. And we are here to help students, and that's, by the way, an important resource. Uh, the, the Advisement and Career Services Office is a tremendous resource uh, that is available to uh, students at Turo at each one of our campuses. Dean Goldschmidt, this has been great. I hope we've convinced more um, uh, listeners of student age and their parents that a course-based formal education not only is uh, better organized and uh, better for the uh, uh, education of a student, but uh, will lead uh, to much more advancement and success in whatever field they choose. And I would say all, but I guess that, that wouldn't be proper, although I think I'd be accurate. But but most of those courses of studies, if not all, are available at Turo. Information about all of this, folks, especially with what we started in terms of the uh, uh, post-Pesach program, go to Turo.edu. Again, that's Turo.edu. Dean, Dean Goldschmidt, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Nachum, for having me. All the best. Thanks. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. A real pleasure. And a chag kosher v'sameach. More coming up. It's Thursday at JM in the AM. Thank you. 
שימחת אותי, ריפאת אותי, שמרת עליי, Yeah, 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 yeah
J.M. in the A.M. <coughs> Hatov, 
Shlomo Simcha here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard the uh, Milech Kohn. Uh, Yoimam is the name of that one. Todadam by Shlomo Katz. Thursday morning. A Yom Kippur Katan morning. Yeah, Yom Kippur Katan is early because uh, Rosh Chodesh is Sunday. If you're not familiar with Yom Kippur Katan, feel free to consult with your local rabbi. Tonight is my father's 13th yard site, Harav Zeb and Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Those of you who are longtime listeners are probably shocked to hear that it's already 13 years. Yeah. It's pretty unbelievable, frankly. Our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms have done an amazing job transforming the uh, normally incredible kosher superstore into an amazing Passover superstore. That's what they've done. Really amazing. As all the shopping's been going on, they're doing it. And it, now it's all set. I mean, it's just incredible what they have. The displays are amazing. Check it out. Go to Aaron's Casino Farms. Again, go to Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens on Casino Boulevard or visit CasinoFarms.com. You'll be glad you did. That's an understatement. And see what they've done there. Really uh, really an incredible job. And now that we're basically, well, to Pesa, Shabbos HaGadol is two weeks from tomorrow night. So... It's fast approaching, to say the least. Our friends at ShopEichlers.com, they've got the upscale table settings, elegant, durable, and disposable, an amazing way uh, to make sure you have a beautiful Seder, a really nice yuntif, and an easier yuntif, quite frankly. Go to ShopEichlers.com, thousands of items in the world of Judaica, every category you can imagine. Uh, it's all available there, and of course, they have same-day delivery to Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Staten Island, Queens, Five Towns, Far Rockaway, Muncie, Monroe, Teaneck, Lakewood, Toms River, Jackson, New Jersey, and now, literally, as we get closer to, closer to Pesach, that same-day delivery is going to be really, really important. <laughs> I need something, and I need something now. <laughs> Go to shopeichlers.com. We'll take good care of you. ShopEichlers.com, proud sponsor of the Nahum Siegel Network. It's a Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Our friends at Partners in Torah remind you that one of the uh, most amazing ways uh, to pursue an inspiring and uh, wonderful program that you can incorporate into your life is by becoming a mentor in the Partners in Torah program. Simple as that. Go to PartnersInTorah.org. PartnersInTorah.org helps somebody become uh, much more familiar with our tradition and heritage, and you will find it to be an exhilarating experience. And we can almost guarantee that. We're like at, uh, I don't know, 99% guarantee. Check it out, partnersintorah.org or 1-800-STUDY-42, 1-800-STUDY, the number four and the number two. Our Entitled Bomb Orchestra next. It's JM in the AM.
JM in the AM Thursday morning broadcast. I have a very important piece of advice for all of our listeners. When you go to artscroll.com for their brand new Haggadahs or the brand new Rabbi Spiro book or the brand new Uncle Maishi book and CD or the brand new My Pesach Kitchen book by Feige Murray or the brand new Hassam Sofer Haggadah from our friend Yisrael Besser. Always use promo code radio. That's my piece of advice. Always use promo code radio. If you do, then uh, you'll save significantly and you'll get free shipping. How amazing is that? Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. The brand new Haggadah is called the Hassam Sofer Haggadah, the Torah and customs, stories, and spirit of Rabbi Moshe Sofer of Pressburg. Yisrael Besser is responsible for this Haggadah. He needs no introduction for this audience, and he is with us live via telephone on this Thursday morning broadcast. Yisrael Besser, a pleasure and an honor, frankly, to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning. Nachem, the pleasure is mine, as always. Do you know that I have, and I'm, I always think about this as the as the boxes of Pesach needs start to come out of storage each year. I not only do I have Bliyad Har, I guess I should say, do I have a, an incredible collection of Haggadahs. I have three massive boxes of Haggadahs that won't even make it out of storage this Pesach. Is your Haggadah collection similar to that? But isn't that a beautiful thing? Isn't that an interesting thing that people find themselves drawn to get Haggadahs again? And we don't have that, I don't think, with anything else, right? I think you use the same kidneys from year to year. Right. It's the Haggadah that does that to us. And I wonder why. And it's, it's so funny you say it that way because it's exactly what I was thinking as as I was contemplating whether to take out those three massive boxes of Haggadahs. But we have plenty. I have a theory, actually, about it. And the theory and it has is? to do with the, the novelty of the night, what we're experiencing on Pesach. Everything is new. Then the table is meant to look new. We're meant to feel new. It's our birthday. It's our national birthday. It's when we became a nation. And maybe having a new Haggadah reflects that. I think we're just looking to reach deeper and find wellsprings of new ideas and new approaches and, and give us a new time in the Seder. It's, but it's funny, though. Compa- I mean, again, you know, when there is a new Kinnis available or a new McGillis Esther available, you know, there are many of us that would run because we like, again, having the new perspective or different perspective on, on important, you know, historical works, historical events, etc. But with the Haggadah, as you point out, it's so, it's like on steroids. That feeling is on steroids. That it, right. I would assume the people at Artscroll who have more than just the Hassam Sofer Haggadah in their collection of new Haggadahs, I would assume they're people who automatically are just going to order any new Haggadah out there. And frankly, not to, not, not to make accusations here, but frankly, they're going to have so many Haggadahs at their Pesach Seder table, they may not get to all the Haggadahs that they've ordered and collected over the years. Yeah, I guess that's one of the benefits of being in Chutzlach and having two nights, right? <laughs> so at least you get to, you know, that's get, a little, true. get to widen your horizons a little but bit. I, but I do know some people, especially in Israel, it's funny you say that, I do know some people who spend Erev Pesach, and now both both in Israel and in the in Chutzlach, it's going to be on daylight savings time, so you have an extra hour to do this, who spend Erev Pesach going through Agudas, and you know, come, they can't write them down this year, because Erev Pesach is on Shabbos, mm-hmm. but, but coming up and bookmarking, you know, really nice thoughts that they want to share at the Seder. So the Haggadah experience, even though it's only one night in Israel, still can 
can take up, you know, one, two, three days or more in advance of Pesach. It could and it should. I, I once heard something. when The first year, my wife and I made a Seder ourselves. So I listened to a tape. I'm preparing for the Seder from um, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Shor, Rabbi Vam Shor. He said a fascinating thing. He said, you wouldn't send your kid to a rabbi or to a mother who didn't prepare. If they just came into class and they winged it, you would be disappointed in that. You'd say, right. come on, this is serious. It's my child's education. Prepare. He says, parents are educators a whole year long, but let's be honest, we don't have that many opportunities to really talk to our kids. A Seder is really the rare opportunity. And you ask anybody, whatever age they are, a Seder is a seminal point in their own relationship with their father and, and receiving things. And yeah. their father's transmitting things. I, I assume your experience maybe is a little different because your father was a rabbi. Right. You probably got to hear from him on a more but for most people the Seder is the night that their father actually got to say something right. now not the whole Seder and maybe not both time but you have your moments at the Seder where you could really say something to your children so of course you have to prepare you're not different than a rabbi and I, I and I like you the know. system where some families insist that everybody around the table prepares something you know they're responsible for this section of the Agada they're responsible for this paragraph of the Agada number one it keeps people right. engaged and you want people to be engaged in the Seder and as you just indicated everything then being said at the Seder is prepared it's not just you know, stuff coming off the top of your head, so to speak. And, that, and that's right. also really important because people sometimes complain about the length of the Seder. If stuff is prepared and it's engaging, there, there are not going to be complaints about being at the Seder if, it, if the conversation and the, and the lessons being taught are interesting. Who knows this, better, knows this better than you, Nachum, right? You do this every day of your life. You prepare, <laughs> and you're ready to go. I appreciate that. Um, so I, I, I don't know how we talk about the personality of Haggadah, but again, the thousands that you have and the thousands that I have, uh, maybe it's hundreds, okay. Uh, you know, it seems each Haggadah has a different personality. Let's start with the personality of the person. Who, Yisrael Besser, was the Hassam Sofer? Oh, I'm so excited with this question. I, I did, a number of years ago, we discussed it, and uh, on the air, I did a biography of the Chassam Sofer. Right. And when the opportunity came up, it wasn't like super exciting to me. It's much more exciting to me, <clears throat> in a way, and more of a challenge. <clears throat> excuse me, to write about and discover and uncover a personality who maybe people aren't familiar with or they want to learn more about. It's more intriguing. The Chassam Sofer, everybody knows the Chassam Sofer. And then I said, do people really, you know, if you go to any Shia, in any level of the Haredi community, all the way from right wing in Satmar, or to go to Wayu Torah and put in the words Chassam Sofer, you're going to see a million hits Shia that are based on the Chassam Sofer in Halacha, in Psaq, in Musar, in Life, in Stories, in, in Chumash. The Chassam Sofer just formed the bedrock of so much of contemporary Orthodox life wherever you find yourself in the Orthodox community. He's in a way, your spiritual father. And I was realizing that uh, there was, people didn't know things about Hassan Seifer. They didn't understand what he stood for, what his positions were, when he lived, and the sheer magnitude of what this man managed to do. That means he created the infrastructure that very much we're still following in the Trump community. He was the one, the, the novelty of the Hassan Seifer, who was Rosh Hashiva, and his community Pressburg, which was a cosmopolitan city. It was a, it was a big, flourishing city. A flourishing kahila had a yeshiva at its core, which that was very important, and the people understood the value of an education of yeshiva, which at the time, it wasn't like today, that it was understood that boys go to yeshiva. He was a father of, in, in, of chesed. He created what you'd call or any organization of today, had the truth in the way the Chassam Seifer ran his community. The, the Chassam Seifer got up at a hesped of somebody who had been a rent gouger, been a young man, and he kept pushing up the, the rental prices for people. And the Chassam Sefer essentially said that the Benjamin had to take him away because what he was doing was wrong. It's Ritzicha. Jews don't do that to other Jews. We don't, we don't make people become homeless because they can't afford the rents. That means the economic policies of the, of the Kihila were important to him. 
he, he ran the, the infrastructure of the community in a way that, that it was very much in, in line with what governments would try to aim for later, for justice and, and opportunity for all. The, the Chassam Seifer would visit the, the Shlachtais and the Matzah Bakery and the Trillin Maker all the time. He was on top of every aspect of his community. And then you look at his title and you're like, how did he have time to, to be an active communal rub? And you know what that life is like. <laughs> and at the same time, produce... Uh, volumes on, 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 on the Taira and on all of Tanakh and on Shulchan Aruch and on Shas and uh, it touches on Kabbalah all the time. You see that leaving over so, so many volumes. When you did the research on his life in general, and if I'm not mistaken, the book you wrote about him was pretty thick. I mean, there was a lot of material in there. When you did the research, was the Haggadah material at the ready for you? Like, was that where were, were hit? Not at all. I played something interesting when I when the Sam Sofer book, uh, the opportunity first came out for Rabbi Meir's Lotto, which was still alive. Meir's, that's all. So I discussed it. So what do you think about it? So he said an interesting thing. He says, well, if you can do the Sam Sofer, there's two ways to do it. One way is to do it right, and it's going to be a 15-volume work. And you know what's going to happen to that? No one's going to read it. Wow. So the challenge for you is going to be to take a 15-volume volume work and put it in one volume. Do you think you're up to that task? Do you think you can find a way to make it readable and user-friendly? Because let's be honest, no one today is reading. Is, maybe they'll buy it or maybe they won't buy it, but they're not reading 15 volumes. You have to make a one-volume work that flows so well that you're packing 15 volumes in there, all that history and everything people need to know. I hadn't planned on doing uh, Haggadah, but like you mentioned earlier in this conversation, I realized not long ago that Haggadah is an opportunity to celebrate the person in a different way because right. people are engaged at that time, this time of year. They want to prepare for the Seder. And so much of what you're hearing at a Seder has its roots in the Chassam Cipher. If you're listening, if you're preparing with any contemporary speaker, if you're listening to Rabbi Friend or Rabbi Krohn or Rabbi Biederman or whoever you listen to, there's a very good chance that a lot of what they're saying, the the the, the, the ideas, the fundamentals, are, are based in the Chassam Cipher. He's the one whose approach shaped so much thinking of the later generations. So I said, hey, if this is coming from the Chassam Cipher anyhow, and then there's the Menhagim of the Chassam Cipher, the entire Hungarian Jewry, as we know it, was based on the Chassam Cipher's approach to mm-hmm. Minag. The, his approach to everything. I mean, he dictated how they lived, and they all followed him up until the war. And then subsequent to the war, the rebuilt kahilas that are based in the model of Hungarian Jewry, of Oberland Jewry, of, of, uh, of Viennese Jewry, all carried on to some type of spirit. I said, imagine we could do a Haggadah where we mix it up. The Tyra, the basic, the more well-known. The Tyra, the Chassam for whatever reason, it's very, he wrote, I guess he didn't have a lot of time. It was almost inaccessible except the Talmud HaChachamim. And I'm not a Talmud HaChachamim, so I had a hard time with it. So it took a lot of work here to go through those different Tyra and try to present it in a contemporary way, in an easy English that people could connect to. Just questions and answers. I tried not to use those longer strikhlach. I tried not to use those pieces that refer to Kabbalah or Teremes that are way beyond me, for sure. And mix it with the stories and, and like I wrote, the spirit of, of who the Chassam Seifer was. Right. I have to, I'm going to have to. His children said that he, uh, he had a new daughter-in-law to the family. So they were describing who the Chassam Seifer's wife, who her father-in-law was. So they said it's hard to look at him on Shabbos. But by the Seder, his face is so radiant that, that you, won't be able to, you won't be able to look at him at all. So she said it's a Hungarian guzma. She, she, came from, she didn't come from Hungary. So she said it's an exaggeration. The Hungarians talk a certain way. She said this, uh, not me. <laughs> and I would not racially profile that way. She said it's a Hungarian exaggeration. By the Seder, she told her sister-in-law, you were right, he shines like the sun. That means whatever radiance there was, I'm sorry, right. at the Seder, it went to another place. 
Yisrael Besser is with us live via telephone. The Haggadah is called the Hasab Sofer Haggadah. It's brand new. The Torah and customs, stories, and spirit of Rav Moshe Sofer of Pressburg, the Hasab Sofer. Uh, from a practical point of view, uh, this brand new Haggadah and all the brand new material and all the offerings on artscroll.com available at um, a significant discount and free shipping if you use promo code radio. The important lesson here is when you go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. In one of the blurbs, it says you're capturing his feelings of emuna and anticipation in addition to feeling his spirit at the Seder. What could you tell us about his emuna and anticipation which which displayed itself during the Pesach holiday? Again, the conversation's above me. I would refer readers directly to the Haggadah to see his Torah. But if I have to explain an example of that, some cipher, one of the big battles of his life was against the reform movement, the assimilationists, uh, which at the time, it, it just seemed like the feeling was uh, that, you know, was post-Shop Sightsee, and there was a big feeling, and the reform uh, manipulated this and played into this cynically, that the Mashiach thing is not happening, that we're, we're around for too long and give it up. That that's not a reality anymore, and they convinced people. And the way the reform people did that, it wasn't like you think when you're a child. You know, you have sometimes these haggadahs where Asa with the four sons. Yeah. So the chacham has a, has like payas, and the rasha has a backwards baseball cap. You remember those haggadahs? And he's holding a baseball bat. Oh yes. You know, <laughs> it, so it wasn't like that. The reform were, were scholarly people, and they were intelligent people, and they would produce the Durham, and they would take out references to the base of Mikdash and to Shalayim and to an ultimate redemption all the time. And the Chassam Seifer was way ahead of the game on this. He, he saw where it was headed. So the Tzapil Yeshua, longing for the redemption, became, you know, the Chassam Seifer, you look in this farm, the drushes that he gave in the month above, drush of drush above, he would count every single year, the way he started his drush was counting the amount of years since the destruction of the Korban Reis By the time he finished, everybody was crying and, 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 and just waiting for the Reis to come down at that moment. He, he worked very hard on imbuing that in his people. The Amun of the Chum Seifer was, so, so he took people, and like we said earlier, the Chum Seifer was a Rav of, of Balabatim. If you, again, if you look at the Hungarian model of, of communal life vis-a-vis even the Litvish world, we're, uh, I don't know how much invest in, it was invested in the, in, the, in the tailors and in the blacksmiths. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, you, you have a different Messiah. I'm sure you heard a lot about this from your father. But in Hungary, everybody was expected to know how to learn. And everybody was taken seriously. The Balabatim, I, I would say they, they weren't second-class citizens. They, were, they had their role to play, and the Chassam Seifer was a big part of that. Right. So one of the things he did was he talked about Amuna to them. The, the Chassam Seifer talked about Amuna. You know, he 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 learned Sfarim before he said Shir every day, and when he in every drasha he spoke about Mashiach is coming, and and in one drasha he says, "What's the most essential Jewish talent? What is the most fundamental Jewish talent?" So the the most essential Jewish talent is the ability to wait. It's patience. We're a people of patience. He says, "Look at the Raya. Every Jew lives his life preparing for a world that we've never seen." We don't know what exists other than the fact that our parents told us and we kind of sense it in our hearts that we're living for something else. But this world that we're living in, we're not doing it for today. We're unlike any other nation. We're living for something we can't even see. But we're ready to wait it out and see what's around the corner because that's, that's our amunah. That's what we received from our parents. He says the people who left Mitzrayim early, the B'nai Ephraim left Mitzrayim, were destroyed. Right. In the Gemara. That they, right. they couldn't wait anymore. He says, you see, Mitzrayim celebrates the ability of our forefathers to wait. They waited a lot of years, 210 years, they just sat there. And there must have been moments when they said, let's get out of here, like the B'nai Ephraim did. You see that they did it. Yep. 
but they knew that we're going to wait for the right moment. And when the Rebbe Shalom sends us the message now, we'll wait. So they waited for a generation and another generation and, and for 200 and Ten years, uh, he says over there such a beautiful thing. It just if you, you appreciate the poetry of the Chassam Cipher, he writes that the Gemara says that when people, when the Chacham says a drasha and the people sit and listen, then they get mechila and all their averus. It's a, it's a chazal. Right. That the so he says why he says a lot of times the rabbis speaking in a drasha and people don't really understand what he's saying. They don't really follow it. They're tired. They're not really up for the for the speech, which we see right now, right? <laughs> that rabbis sometimes get up and people are like, how long is it going to be? And, right. and and you know a lot of contemporary rabbis have shortened their speeches, right. but not always. He says why do they do that? Because a they have respect for the rav, and b. He says uh, they know that at the end the Rav will say some muster or maybe a story. He'll give them something to take home. Right. So some cipher says what that, what's really going on there is it's Jews waiting. It's Jews sitting patiently. That's our essential Jewish midah of waiting. So the reason that they get mechila is because they're acting like Jews and Jews wait. We wait. We wait. Doctor some cipher. Why do we when we prepare our children for the seder? The main thing we teach our kids is the order kaddish or chaz every kid has to know that what's the order he says why are we telling them the order why is it so important because there's a message in that to shulchan aruch you know our kids today baruch Hashem, don't suffer from hunger but there was a time when when kids waited to eat very very eagerly they were, right. they were hungry. it wasn't it was like they just went to a, to a, a nash cabinet and helped themselves right. we implied they, they were hungry he says you're going to wait for supper one out a year we're telling you kaddish or chaz karpas yachat magad is a long time magad rachta demulumata mara and then you're going to get your, your dinner. You know why? Because tonight is the one night a year, my child, that we're imbuing you with the ability to wait. Just wait. It's going to be okay. <sighs> but you have to wait. And that's, that's Shulchan Aruch. So late in the Seder, Dr. Sam Seifer, it comes after so many things. We wouldn't do this any other night because a child has to eat. But tonight we do it because we're teaching him what it means to be a Jew. And being a Jew means being able to wait patiently. And then you look, at, you look around the world. I'm writing these words. And it's 2020, turning into 2021, and you're wondering, uh, am I going to be able to hug my grandmother? Am I going to be able to go to shul normally? Will I ever go to normal simcha again? And the rest of the world is losing it. And I'm telling myself, listen to what some cipher is talking to you. He's telling you, just wait. Learn how to wait. It's going to be okay. Nothing lasts forever. No difficult situation lasts right. forever. The Bernard Shalom's calculations are precise. When he decides that he's ready, you know, like we were talking off here, I think where I live in Montreal, the, the restrictions are harder than it is by you. And right. by you, it's harder than in other places. Everybody's right. dealing with, with the contemporary reality their way. But all of us are wishing that things would either go back to the way they once were and, and we'll get there again. That means we're all waiting for something to happen. Right? Well, my kids go back to school. Uh, like I said, I had a daughter home for the last month. Right. And, and you're watching her. I'm, like, I'm thinking to myself, is she going to go into her second Pesach in a row without a, a single class, knowing even what Haggadah is? And then you have the Chazam Seifer talking to you through the ages and telling you, Jews wait. Jews know how to wait. Just, 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 just be patient. And, and, and I and know this was every day in the Sefer. And I know this is overstating the obvious, but um, <laughs> if in fact we believe, and obviously we do, uh, that we're commemorating, you know, the the real Chag Hagulah Pesach night, obviously. And again, I know I'm overstating the obvious and just strengthening your point, but uh, obviously uh, the the big reminder of uh, Seder night is that uh, the Geula will come. It will come. And there's a and there, there's a cheshbon, so to speak. But as you just pointed out... Yeah. And it's precise. And, uh, can, I, can I say one more? Sure. One more, Vart? Sure. We don't usually... This is a different... It's always fun with you, but this is a new experience. <laughs> the Chalam Seifer says that... Uh, you say, Kalachman, at the beginning of, of uh, Magad. Right. This is the better reflection. And then you say, Lashana Habab Arad Yisrael, Lashana Habab Nechari. Next year we'll be free. Next year we'll be in Arad Yisrael. 
So everybody asks, all the commentators, why does that come in over here? We're introducing the Seder. Right. We're showing you the matzah that we're going to eat. We're talking about the carbon Pesach. Come right. join us. Right. So why are you telling me that next year you're going to be, you're going to be in Eretz Yisrael? Some cipher says that the Gemara says that that there'll be there'll be no more poverty when Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes, money won't be a factor, and everybody will be wealthy, and everybody will have whatever they need. There'll be no need for it. The Kavim Pesach represents a Muna. The Gemara says that the days of Mashiach, there'll be no more challenge of a Muna because the world is going to be filled with light. Everybody's going to know Hashem like right. the water covers the sea. Right. So some cipher. Buddy, you don't have this chance forever. Soon Mashiach's going to be here, and you won't be able to invite poor people, because there won't be poor people. Uh. Soon Mashiach's going to be here, and you won't be able to teach your kids about Amuna because your kids are going to know it, and then what fun is life? The challenge is only now. You, you know, when Mashiach comes, you're going to be shooting pucks into an empty net. There's no, no one's fighting you. There's no thrill in which that. Is gonna, which is going to be a terrible feeling. <laughs> the Gemara seems to indicate like that. The Gemara calls it Yom Mashiach Behem Chayfet, days without desire. That means we'll be happy to be there, right. probably. But, it, but uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you dealt with people who experience retirement from work. And there's a certain fulfillment, I guess, in being able to sit right. back after so many years of working. But, but they, they love miss, the challenge. They, they, they love right. the thrill. The grind. Of, of, of yeah. trying to sell products yeah. or whatever they did yeah. their whole life. They missed yeah. that. That means when she has, that's the so say, again, he's talking to me in 2020, 2020, 2021. I'm writing these words. And I'm thinking to myself, the Vendorsum gives us difficult time sometimes. They're not going to last forever. And then what? You know that I'm going to miss this chance. Yep. I know that, uh, you know, it's not, there's no joy in diving outside. There's much more joy in diving inside, but there's a thrill in it. Yep. And do we have 10 people? And are we the same yeah. and, and the thrill so, of being innovative and using what God has given us, exactly. our skills and, to you know, develop and something. And that we're Jews. You know, for yeah. so long we are an autopilot. Again, I speak for myself. I don't right. speak for your listeners. Right. But, I, like, who knew how important these things were to us anyhow? We just did it because it was so convenient and so easy. Yeah. Um, you know, even on the east side, the Bialystok has more than one million, right? You could make it work. It's Certainly. not that hard anymore. Certainly. And, and, and came this year, and we got to discover certain things about ourselves. And the Chassam Seifer is ever-relevant. The man is not here for hundreds of years, and his Torah is so relevant. Unbelievable. Rabbi uh, Yisrael Besser is responsible for the brand-new Chassam Sofer Haggadah. We cannot recommend it enough, especially after this conversation, frankly. The Torah custom stories and spirit of Rosh Sofer of Pressburg. Uh, Shruli Besser says, even though Nahum Siegel is right that so many of us have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Haggadahs, this one will add to your Pesach 5781 experience. Am I putting words in your mouth, or you're ready to say that? No, exactly. <laughs> Precisely said it better than I ever could. And I always joke with Ray Weidrib because, you know, he has he has such a, uh, a significant work on Kinnis. I always joked with him that, you know, for him the entire year was Tishabov. Uh, were, were you at the Seder all year round as you were writing this song? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, uh, but, but Pesach is really uh, fundamental, right? The, you know, the, yeah. the Sfarim talk about, we say Zechel and Tzitzim every right. day. That's true. Krishma, we say Kiddush. So why is Pesach different? And the commentators all talk about What's the difference between the Zechel Etzias and Shvayim of Pesach night? But the ideas of the Seder are really, like I was saying earlier, the ideas that we try to imbue our children with the whole year long. We just don't get to focus on it well. Right. So Pesach is really the headquarters for the conversations we should be having with them every day. Yeah, I get that, 100%. Um, uh, Yisrael.
Well, Besser, a chag kosher v'sameach to you, and thank you so much for this work. It'll it'll be it'll be on prominent display among the hundreds of other haggadahs this Pesach. <laughs> it means a lot to me. Thank you for having me. It's always a joy to talk to you. I chag appreciate it. As well. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Chag kosher v'sameach. Israel Besser, the chasab so for haggadah. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to order it and make sure to use promo code radio. Whenever you go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio for your big discount and for your free shipping. An important reminder from all of us here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning, Benny Friedman and the Aaron Tadabam Orchestra with another one of their reimagined medleys here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning broadcast reminder tomorrow, Malcolm Honline will be with us. He's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He's with us tomorrow for the weekly update here at JM in the AM. So make sure to tune in at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, that's when he'll join us for all the... Uh, analysis of um, the news of the week regarding Israel and the Jewish world. Akiva Poppers is with us live via telephone. He is the president of uh, what is, in my opinion, one of the most important uh, organizations and outfits out there. We call it Max Live. They are the uh, entity that brings us the uh, audio, but much more importantly, the video of the uh, Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, who, by the way, are 7-0 and this season. Yeah, some, some of you didn't realize they have a season. Well, they're 7-0. and And they've won, uh, well, we'll find out from him how many they've won in a row. And they'll be playing uh, this coming Sunday night against Manhattanville, so you'll be able to watch this coming Sunday afternoon, this coming Sunday afternoon against Manhattanville. I'm assuming that's on Max Live. We'll find out in a moment. 
and that is the first of three remaining games in their regular season schedule, a schedule that has been through many iterations <laughs> during during the uh, early 2021 men's basketball season. Akiva Poppers, president of Max Live, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. It's a pleasure to be on. And uh, to answer your question, we've won uh, 36 games in a row now. 36 games in a row. Where does that rank on the list of the most consecutive wins in men's Division Three basketball history? So back in the 80s, SUNY Potsdam won, I think, 60 in a row. Wow. And the second longest streak after that uh, is 36, which is now tied between us and Platteville. Uh, so in Wisconsin. So yeah. is that is that game for Sunday afternoon still on? Uh, as of now. So two uh, p. I, yeah, I'm sorry. As you mentioned, though, things change uh, on a daily basis. So. All right. Yeah, COVID has a uh, has a way of doing that to us. But if the game does happen at two p.m. this coming Sunday, then before four o'clock Eastern time this coming Sunday, Yeshiva might have the second longest Division three winning streak in history. That's correct. And which wow. would be a crazy thing. That would be amazing. Are you kidding me? Uh, then Monday night, they're at Manhattanville in what is obviously a home-and-home home series. And then Wednesday night, it says here, the final home game of the regular season will take place against Sarah Lawrence College. Now, does that mean final, or they are doing the scheduling very slowly, and it's possible there'll be more games this season, Mr. Poppers? So there's been some discussions. Um, that Sarah Lawrence game was actually added to the schedule, I believe, yesterday, uh, just to give a sense for how soon before games right. um, it's actually added to the schedule. Um, I know we've reached out to some teams, so there's the potential for another game to be added. Um, but as of now, that's what we're dealing with. The last game as of now is on the 17th. All right, So, and we'll talk about Max Live in a minute. That's obviously the focus of this morning's conversation. But just for the sake of the uh, fandom out there for the uh, group of fans around the world that are, you know, hanging on any piece of Yeshiva University men's basketball news, like myself, is there a possibility for some type of conference or nationwide postseason, or we shouldn't get our hopes up? Uh, so I wouldn't get your hopes up at this point. Uh, there are a few schools, uh, mostly in the Midwest, which are trying to put together mini tournaments, but nothing on a nationwide level. Um, and as for the Skyline Conference, that's it's essentially not happening this year. Wow, uh, unbelievable. What a disappointment. I remind everybody that they, uh, the Yeshiva University men's basketball team not only won the Skyline Conference last year, but they went to the NCAAs and they were on their way to their third game of the NCAA tournament, right? They were on their way to the third game? It was the third game, right? Yeah, and in, in fact, uh, one year ago today, um, was the Rudy Gobert game. Um, so, Erev, the day leaving to go to Randolph-Macon. Unbelievable. A, uh, oh, I can't relive this right now. Uh, okay, now, even though there's a pandemic, and even though it's been a very difficult few months and a very strange offseason between uh, mid-2020 and when the season finally started in early 2021. Even with all that, Max Live was able to e improve their broadcast capabilities and become an even more serious and enjoyable entity when it comes to those of us who want to see the YU Max play on our computers. Uh, Akiva Poppers, could you tell us what's different about the broadcast this year? Sure. So uh, in the offseason, um, we raised $47,000 um, 
on the backs of, of Lance Hurt, Lior Hode, and Morty Leifer, um, who were just incredible throughout the entire process, um, going to them, uh, explaining to them all the possible equipment upgrades which we could have um, to make our broadcast on what we wanted to be the best in Division Three, which I think we've already reached, um, along with uh, Dr. Nissel from Yeshiva University, right. helped us get a, a small grant from Niels Fund, the admissions department. So we raised $47,000 um, for new equipment. Uh, the main piece, which is what everyone sees, of course, uh, are the cameras, right. um, which we now have four of, um, Sony A7S3s, which are just incredible quality for anyone who's tuned into a game this year. And if you haven't, of course, I advise you do, because <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a level which the only comparison I can say um, is the CBS end zone cam. That's really the only comparison to what we've got. Um, it's just a, an incredible quality. Um, and the, we have all the sound is now wireless. Um, we've got a new control room uh, out right outside of the Max Stern Athletic Center. And and the key there is because, again, everything you're mentioning is wonderful, and, and we as fans love hearing it, but the thing that really uh, has been noticeable to us is that you have the capability for both replays and switching camera angles You know, at, at a moment's notice. Sure, yeah, and I, it's something which also, I mean, of course, everyone notices our best play-by-play announcer, Yoshua Siegel, and <laughs> our color commentator, or, or whoever is doing each game, on the front end, but on the back end, there's four people working cameras. Wow. Uh, there's a producer, director, technical director, uh, associate producers. It's, it's a massive production um, that we've put together and, and just essentially expanded from a, a small group of people dealing with each game to week-long production meetings um, to prepare for each broadcast. Is that team in place for Sunday? Will there be a broadcast Sunday at 2 p.m.? We have a team in place for Sunday. Um, so assuming there's a game, then then yes, we will uh, be broadcasting at 2 p.m. And have we decided who the play-by-play announcer will be Sunday? We have. Uh, we have to give Yoshua a break, so it's going to be Dave uh, Schwartzman. Now, I'll tell you something, Akiva Poppers. Akiva Poppers is the president of, uh, of Max Live, M-A-C-S-L-I-V-E. Those of you who want to see what Akiva's talking about and take great pride in a school and team that wears the name Yeshiva on the front of its uniforms. You could tune in 2 p.m. this coming Sunday, and I highly recommend you do that. In all seriousness, now if somebody goes to YU, they could actually spend time on the campus honing their skills in an area where they may want to pursue video production I don't know sports production, etc. And I mean now, so you know, I went, I went to YU, and I, I, I owe them everything in terms of uh, my radio career because I had the opportunity to work at a real radio station there while I was on the campus, and that goes back to the 1980s. Now someone can, you know, mentor under someone like yourself and be in a position where for two, three seasons they're doing serious work in this area. Yeah, it's just it's an opportunity which is unrivaled. Um, in, in the area um, amongst local colleges. I mean, there are a few, uh, if, if you watch the other D3 broadcasts, sometimes they'll have a communications program. I, I don't know if any actually have 
a sports production program, and we don't either. But right. essentially, that's what Max yeah. Life has become. It's an informal. It's an like we had an informal radio program. Uh, fa- right. Frankly, uh, you have an informal sports production program. And if you do watch other D three, and again, this is not a criticism, only because we're we're glad to see the games at all. But in many cases, they they don't have the personnel to provide play by play announcers. They often have problem with their sound or video. I mean, they do the best they can, but you guys have taken it to a really really high level. So that's the message, Akiva Poppers, that people out there who want to take even more pride in Yeshiva uh, can take, uh, and the team, can uh, can take pride in the fact that the broadcasts are being done on uh, such a uh, on such a uh, high level, a professional level. Y- you know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot because I know there's probably a million factors that go into this, but we'd love to see road games. Do you think post-pandemic that's ever going to be possible to see a YU broadcast team go into a road arena? Yeah, so we've done a few road games in the past, um, but really only very high level. Um, two years ago, or I guess now it's it's even almost three years ago, um, when we made it to the tournament for the first time. So we broadcasted the games in the semifinals in the championship of the Skyline, um, that Farmingdale State game, right. the purchase game. Right. Um, then we did the, purchase, the, the Farmingdale State championship game, um, which we did not win. Right. Um, but it's, it's it's been something which has been done in the past, but oh, not yeah. so much. Um, it's something which we would like to do going forward. Well, you've um, you've demonstrated that obviously with what you just told yeah. us and reminded me, and I should have known or should have remembered that. But yeah, with what you just reminded me, obviously you're trying to do as many as you can home and away. All right, two p.m. this coming Sunday, everyone can check out Max Live M A C S L I V E and see what Akiva Poppers is uh, is t- telling us about, and that is the enhanced broadcast and what things look like now when the, when the students take on a, a challenge of uh, bringing a game to life for people watching around the world. Akiva Poppers, anything else you'd like to add, sir? Well, I'd like to thank you for having me on. It's always great when when Max Live is able to have someone. I, know, I, don't, I don't think we've had anyone on since Yoshua in 2019. Um, that was the last time? I, I I think so. How did he make his way on here? I'd like to know. Uh, I'm, I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, hey, come on! It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, always a pleasure. You have to you have to give me a you have to give me a pass. We've had very few games since 2019. <laughs> That's true. You know, by, by the way, we haven't lost in 488 days. That's, to give a sense for how long this win streak is. That's pretty amazing. And we also won our last game last season, which is what every team in the world always wants to do. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's also a consideration. But what, where would we be now if this was a regular regu- – I don't mean regular season, meaning regular season. If this was a normal season, we would be in the midst of the Division III uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, Final Four right now or, or NCAAs right now? Yeah, we'd be in the middle of the tournament. I think the original the schedule they had thrown out – D3 had thrown out there before, obviously, um, canceling, uh, had been that this weekend. So, essentially, wow. tomorrow would have been the first games of the tournament. Wow. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, my yeah, heart, my Better heart, not to dive into that. Yeah, my heart longs for it. What could I tell you? Akiva, good luck on Sunday and continued good luck to you and the entire team at Max Live. Thank you very much. Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. How did, how did that Yoshua Siegel get make his way onto this show i'd like to know i'll have to quiz my uh, jm and the am producer later on and see how that happened <laughs> uh tomorrow malcolm Honline weekly update make sure to be tuned in 7 40 a.m eastern time live lunch coming up between 11 and 1 full schedule today 
Lots of stuff happening. Lots of stuff happening. Uh, you know that uh, Charlie Harari is next. I'll take a an in-depth look at multitasking and the art of the crossover. Spin class. Michael Fragan will have uh, Mitch Barak, CEO of Israeli polling firm Kivun. They'll talk about the upcoming Israeli election on March 23rd. That happens at 9.30 this morning. Allison Joseph with videomaker Peter Santanello discussing his video series featuring the Hasidic community. Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life, and Miriam will concentrate on the big events happening this Sunday, the Five Towns Drive-By Clothing Drive for Yad Leah. She'll be talking about that starting at 10.30. We'll do a live lunch at 11. Tonight, Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zomik begins at 7 p.m. with amazing music for Vayakel Pekude and Parsha Sachodesh. And, um, of course, that's brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That will air at 7 p.m. and then tomorrow at 3 a.m., and tomorrow at 10 a.m. here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Amazing. You have no legitimate reason to touch that dial for the next two days. Just keep us going till candle lighting. Simple as that. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the Nahum Siegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a uh, wonderful Thursday here at JM in the AM. Um, yeah, does wrap up a wonderful Thursday here at JM in the AM. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. I apologize for not getting to those comments earlier, but some really, uh, some really significant comments. Please keep in mind the Chaya Bracha Liba Rachama Basmanya Rifka. Chaya Bracha Liba Rachama. Basmanya Rifka for your Fush and we thank you for that. Uh, plenty more coming up. Charlie Harari coming up next at the Nahum Single Network. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Single reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.